Energy is, let me explain it like this. Um, we are not, we are not energy. A lot of people in New Age will tell you that we are energy. Uh, are you guys with me? They'll say that we are energy beings. That is not who we are. We are a spirit being. Very clear. So when I speak about energy in Scripture, or when I use energy in a sermon, I'm not using it in the form of how New Age would use it. Or, and when we say New Age is creeping into the, into the body of Christ quite largely. And uh, 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 it's, it's creeping in quite largely. So it might, I might be misconstrued if I say energy and somebody just logs on or they watch it or somebody sitting here that don't understand. They think we are New Age. No, no, no. Go with me to, go with me to Ephesians. Let me just, just to lay a foundation in the beginning of the message before uh, people take offense. Ephesians 3 verse 20. Go for Ephesians 3 verse 20. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly. So to him who is able. There are people who have the ability to do things that are exceedingly and abundantly above all than others. That we ask or think according to the power, according to the dunamis that works. That energeo in us. Are you guys with me? Let's get on to the next verse. Let me just see what the next one is saying. To him be the glory. Okay, no, it's fine. Previous one. Say with me to that works in us. That energeo in us. There are Christians that has levels of energy that others don't have. It is attainable by each one. When I say energy, I'm speaking of the ability of heaven that works in a person. Are you guys with me? It is the anointing, if I can say it as such. Once the anointing is tangible around somebody, another word for that, if I may, or another concept in Scripture is energeo. Without energeo, without energy, power cannot become active inside of you. It is like having a car that is full of fuel, but you don't have the key to start it. It's full of power, but you don't have the ignition, the activator that lights it up, that gives a spark. Are you guys with me? You can press on the pedal, you can do whatever you want. The car won't start unless there's a spark of fire. So this energy is a key that God uses to energize His people. And we have an energy that comes from the world, which is called the energy of sin and death. And then we have an energy that is from heaven, which is the energy of the Spirit and life. And once this energy comes upon you, everything about you will be extended, will be expanded. Are you guys with me? So, he says, those who are able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you are able to think of. Are you guys with me? So there is a place, a location. Or let, me, before I, let me touch on a little bit of location, but I want to explain how do we get this 
energy which really comes through prayer. But you can have somebody that can pray without energy and it gains them nothing. Are you guys with me? They sit and they just make a noise. They just pray. Or you can have somebody that can concentrate their mind upon God, keeping their eyes upon Jesus Christ. Have their spirit focused when they pray. And they can garner energy. It is your life and your body is like a capacitator. A battery that can be charged up. And it takes one good prayer session to be charged with energy. But it takes more than that. Say with me, location. There is something when it comes to God and location. You can have somebody that can sit outside on the streets and they can pray. And it's like, mm. or you can be in your workplace and you can sit by your desk. And you can pray and God can hear you. He's omnipresent. He's omniscient. He's omnipotent. He's everywhere at the same time. All powerful and all knowing. But His manifest presence and His concentrated power is not everywhere. So there's something called the location of God. Are you guys with me? Where God is located. Now we spoke in the Garden of Eden. We spoke in the tabernacle with Moses when we touched on this morning's and last morning's messages. We went into, we went into uh, 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 us being a carrier of His presence. But there is still a physical location where if you find that place, God is stronger there than somewhere else. Why would God come down to Moses and say to Moses at the valley, come up here, Moses, come up to the mountain so that I can speak to you there. Why does God tell Moses in the valley? Please listen to the logic of this. How does God tell Moses in the valley? Listen, I want to talk to you. Come up to the mountain, but you are talking to me in the valley. Why don't you just say what you want to say? Because there's a place where His voice is welcomed. There's a place where God chooses to show His glory to people. Are you guys with me? And He chooses to call Moses up the mountain and reveal His glory to him and speak to him there. Then He calls Elijah up the mountain because He chooses to speak to him there. I don't know if you guys are with me. This is the reason why some Christians are unable to receive anything. They are unable to sit in a service and receive. They are unable to sit in a service and be fired up because they lack the energy of heaven. They are not charged up in their personal life to seek after God. They are not charged up in their personal life to get into a prayer closet or a place of prayer and begin to seek and connect to God and be fired up or be stirred up through energy. When I say energy, the energy from heaven. Are you guys with me? There's a place, there's a location where you ought to pray. There's a place where we call it the concentration of God's power. Where God is just more concentrated 
in a certain location rather than another location. It is a location of incubation. It is a place where you have the ability to give birth after something. It is the place that when you walk in there, you can lift your hands and suddenly the presence is there. Now, 90% of those here, or 80% might not know that place. You sit and receive in the church, come on a Sunday morning, but you never enter into that place. That's why there's energy that is missing. That is why people lose jobs. That is why things are going bad around them. Why? Because there's an energy of sin and death that is at work. Not the energy of the law of the spirit of life. And the energy of sin and death will pull you like gravity pulls on a rocket. And a rocket would need an expulsion power to shoot itself up out of earth's gravitational field. Once it leaves the gravitational pull, it can drop its fuel and drop its thrusters and it will just float. The, it has gone through the pull of the gravitational pull. There's a gravitational pull of sin and death. Are you guys with me? That unless you use power to of like the same thrusters that expose a rocket out of this atmosphere, unless you do something that can pull yourself out of the world, you'll be continually sucked in and pulled in by it. You'll come to church, you will, uh, you will have you come to church, you worship, but then in the week it just feels like there's no energy. There's no hunger for God. Things are going wrong. There's a gravitational pull that's pulling you. And you haven't yet broken free, broken through. Are you guys with me? There's a place where God is concentrated. Where you can bring your problems to. And it becomes a solution ground for your problems. It is a location, a physical location that is dedicated unto God. It is, how is it that we can preach here on a Sunday or have conferences and yet God shows up here or His presence is here because it is a location that has been worshipped, that has been, that is that, that worship has gone forth from, that has been opened, that a portal has been opened, that God visits, that His residue rests there. A place of prayer is where God lives, but the place of prayer has to be right. It is a place that you dedicate unto Him. There's a secret that men and great men and women of God will not tell you. They'll tell you that God is everywhere. But they won't tell you really that there's a physical place they can go to. And it just feels like God is more powerful, He's more present, or He's immediately there. Are you guys with me? Surface level Christianity will tell you, no, God is everywhere. We know He's everywhere. But not in a manifested way. 
Say with me, energy. So there's energy that is located, the energy of heaven that is located in this place. You know, and we've taught on this, the secret place. Get a place, a physical location for yourself. Where you know that if you go there, you pray. It's not in the dining room, in the living room. It is not uh, where everybody else is. It is a place where you can be alone with God. Where He knows that when you are there, there's no distraction. It is there where you are infused and charged up with energy. Are you guys with me? I don't want tonight to be a hype message. I want it just to really sink in and for you to understand the depth or the need. It is a secret place, but it is a place where you receive energy and you're being charged up. That the moment you leave that place, you have the ability to do certain things, but it is limited to a certain capacity. So if you take water, if you take water below zero degrees, you get ice. You take water hotter than 100 degrees, around there, I'm not exactly sure, but if you take it high, it becomes steam. Are you guys with me? It's the same water, different form. Why? Because of different heat and energy levels that has been applied. That is why some can see angels. That is why some can be in a place of danger and all of a sudden they can walk through a wall to get out. That is why some, why can I, why can we pray for people and the anointing can be there or they can fall under the power. And I'm not speaking of a courtesy drop. I'm speaking of the real anointing where there is power and a person can fall under the anointing. But if they have to lay hands on me, I won't fall. Why? Is it because I'm arrogant? It's because of different energy levels. Are you guys with me? <laughs> Say with me energy levels. Why is it that somebody like Smith Wigglesworth can be in a church and begin to stand at the pulpit and say a prayer and people will run out of the building out of fear until he finished prayed. Or Jonathan Edwards would preach on heaven and hell and people will hold onto their seats, fearing that they would not fall into hell in that moment. There are different energy levels and energy levels are dependent on how close you are with God. How close you are with God depends on the location that you have. Where is God located? Say with me, north. Listen, the Bible says promotion neither comes from the east, nor the west, nor the south. But it comes from the north. Inscription north was equal to up. Are you guys with me? Meaning there's a location of God and it is called up. That is why the Lord said, that's why God said, Moses, come up here. John, come up here. I want to show you something. Elijah, come up here. Why? There's a place up here that I have for you. Jesus goes up a mountain, Matthew 17 verse 3. And it is only on the top of the mountain that He shows His glory. Are you guys with me?
Timothy different energy levels. What makes a demon manifest? Energy levels. What causes somebody to be healed or a miracle to be received? Say energy levels. Energy is received in prayer. In a place called prayer. Are you guys with me? Once they are, then there are those who have different, they are wired differently. You can have somebody that moves or walks or lives in what we call a three-phase power. Let me use electricity as an analogy to explain the anointing and power and energy levels because it was used in Scripture. In fact, uh, and we have taught on it extensively. But there are those who have, are wired with three-phase power. And then there are those who are wired with a normal wiring system. And when they get into contact with God's presence, the one can short-circuit and the other one can carry it. And those that short-circuit, they will touch power too soon while their life is not right or when their character is not right. Their wiring system is not set in place and they want to get close to the anointing or God forbid they want to move in the anointing yet their character system is not right and a short circuit takes place and you see them short circuit or fizzle out. Because they were hungry for the power, not the relationship with God. The anointing can become dangerous, can turn on you and become your enemy. Are, are you guys with me? Isaiah 63 verse 10. And they rebelled against His Holy Spirit. And He turned on them, against them. And became their enemy and he fought against them. Are you guys with me? He fought against them. So we see how the Holy Spirit can become someone's enemy. And the anointing can kill you. Don't think that the anointing is something to be playing with. That thing will burn you out so quickly. If your wiring system is not right. What is a wiring system? It is my character. Then it is my prayer life. It is my capacity to carry power. Then it is God who chooses to say that this person is, let's say, in the office of this gift. Or that gift. For example, Uzzah was walking next to the ark while the ark was being carried. And the ark of God which carried his presence was tipping over. And Uzzah tried to help God by catching the ark. And he was struck dead immediately. Was it God that killed him? No. It was his energy level that was too low. And he came into contact with something that was of a higher state, which was the source of all energy. And he short-circuited immediately. It's like a light bulb that blows up. 
because it is a strong current of power that comes through. Are, are you guys with me? Say with me, power. How does it come? By prayer and by fasting. How do I change my capacity and my conducting wiring system? By prayer and fasting. I increase my capacity to carry power, to carry the glory. When God takes me through trials, tribulations, it increases my capacity. It increases my wiring system. When my character is right and I respond correctly, I'm now enabling myself to carry more power. Are you guys with me? But then those, there's people that will come in and they carry power and they get it quickly. And you see them two, three months and they fizzle out. Their system wasn't right. They tried to get the power before the relationship. Are you guys with me? So then there are those who have a resistance. They have, you know, if I have rubber shoes, for example, and I touch something and I'm not earthed it, or if I, you know, it's a, uh, if I, a lot of people would stand, well, wear rubber shoes to protect themselves, for example, from the current of electricity. And there are those who have such a resistance in themselves that the presence and the electricity of God cannot touch them. It bounces off them and come back. Are you guys with me? So, the thing is this, that Elisha had so much energy when he was buried after his death. It was still, uh, it was still collected and carried in his bones the current of energy and power. That when a dead man touched his bones, he was raised from the dead. Samuel had so much energy around him that when Saul sent soldiers to kill Samuel, they came into the presence of Samuel. They fell to the ground and began to prophesy. Saul said, but you're crazy. How can you prophesy when I'm sending you to kill someone? And he took another group of soldiers and he sent it to Samuel. And they fell to the ground and they began to prophesy. And Saul said, I'm going to go see this thing for myself. When he came into their midst, he resisted that anointing so much. Because remember, he wanted to kill Samuel. But the current was too strong. And he began to prophesy, but in his prophesying, he was resisting. And it made him mad because he didn't have the, the current, the, 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 the capacity to run it, the wiring system to run it. So he fell to the ground and began to take off all his clothes. And he became like a madman, naked, prophesying. When the anointing is too strong and your system isn't right, you will look, you will embarrass yourself. Are you guys with me? If you take this microphone here and your system is not right, you will embarrass yourself. I warn the guys that is with us all the time, whether worshipers or preachers, be careful and watch your life. 
Because it is not only the devil that is after you. It is the anointing that can burn you, can embarrass you, can shame you. Are, are you guys with me? The disciples were threatened, persecuted in Acts chapter number 4. And the more they were persecuted and threatened, they, they, uh, 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 they came together in a place and they began to pray until the room was shaken by the power of God. Which means the energy levels began to rise in the place. And it has a physical manifestation. A physical reaction. Are you guys with me? So the measure of energy that you carry, power that you carry, He has the ability to cause a physical effect on something, on your job, on your finances, on your business. When we work in miracles or we pray for people, we do the people with no energy in them. They will look and think, but this is a fake. This is a show. Because you sit behind your computer screen, never prayed or in its intensity, never ministering to people. Listen, when Moses, the Bible says Moses' spirit was taken, the, the Lord took of Moses' spirit and put it upon 70 elders. Which means Moses carried a current strong enough for 70 others inside of him. For them to function like he was functioning. Now the Lord is saying, you want to touch Moses, Miriam and Aaron? If you touch him, there is a current that is going to come forth. And I'm not going to be responsible for the consequences that's going to take place. When you touch a man or a woman of God that moves with an energy and an anointing, there is consequences that takes place. When you even speak out of, the, out of a wicked place in your heart against somebody that's moving in energy, there'll be a consequence that'll take place. The only thing is people don't understand or realize the consequence. It comes, but they don't put one and one together. Are, are you guys with me? There's somebody in our church, well, on and off, on and off, on and off. Elderly, let's say, I don't know, 75, speaks against so many ministers. And their life is a mess. And they are hearing me right now. Speak against so many ministers. Their life is a mess. And then they come right and then they off again. Then they come right and they off again. Can't you put one and one together? No, but there's no such thing as touching on the anointing. Why is the scripture in the Bible? Stop fighting and arguing with what God has said. He says it for a reason, for your protection and for others' protection. Are you guys with me? We don't really worry. I put a post up just before I came into the service. A lot of people are going to take offense with that one. But I put a post up of these pentagrams and blood and uh, somebody that's like just threatening us. And uh, have their Bible full of pentagrams and their own blood and they swearing and cussing and they said they're going to come and I don't know what, shoot us down, rape us. I can't remember what we have, all this stuff. And it's a mentally disturbed person. You are mentally disturbed. 
And I wrote on the post, I said, you're mentally disturbed. And I put his profile photo, I put everything on there. I don't know if it's illegal, it's definitely not illegal, that person is mentally disturbed. And, uh, uh, and I said, this family that's living with him, please put him into an institution. Because he's a danger to himself, don't even think of demons, he's, in, he's mentally disturbed. And then there's an image where you see like, uh, whether it's real or not, it looks very real. Because you can see the pieces of meat and fat of a body part and they would, he has this machete where in a backyard where you look like a body was cut up or some animal or something. So this is just a mentally disturbed person. It is when God gives you over to a debased mind. Are you guys with me? Now people say, oh, why don't you go deliver him? You can't deliver somebody who doesn't want to be delivered. Why don't you go deliver him? It's Americans. I'm like, listen, we are South Africa. We're not America. Yeah, they'll kill you for a ritual killing and they won't even blink twice. It's not California where it's just like relaxing, relaxing. We've got a few LGBTQ and that's, that's about it. <laughs> so I put a post up on Facebook. So I put it up on Facebook for people just to see. So people are like, oh, stop taking offense and don't be scared. Shut up, I'm not scared. We've been having this for years. Do you really think? I'm just, just putting an example out. This is one thing. But say with me, energy levels. That is why we don't speak wickedly against men of God. So there's this individual in our church that, and they've spoken to so, against so many people, but they don't understand why their life is not working out. No money, nothing, not working out. Just repent and stop doing it. But the thing is, you're now reaping a harvest of seeds that you have sown. So even if you do repent, you're still going to be reaping the harvest of the seeds that you've sown. So you have to repent and wait it out and begin to sow good seeds, better seeds. Don't be an encounter and speak against other ministers wickedly. There is an effect that will come. If they are moving in energy or an anointing up bigger or more than yourself, be very careful. Are you guys with me? Even when I'm preaching, I have to reduce the message because I cannot use certain terminology or words to bring this message through because People won't fully understand or grasp it. Say energy levels. Go Ephesians 1 verse 9. Ephesians 1 verse 9. If you want to be used by God, get into a place where you can receive energy from heaven. Where the energy from heaven can touch you, can infuse you. Where your wiring system can be changed and upgraded to carry something where your shadow can fall upon somebody. And they can be healed. Where your battery can be charged. You see, many people are battling with backsliding and, and, and laziness or lukewarmness because their batteries are not charged. They're not in the secret place. They're not in the location of God. Where they can be charged. Are, are you guys with me? Yeah, I see when I preach this morning in Krugersdorp, when we preach here, there's always some people in the service. And all of a sudden, halfway through, they'll just disappear. But when I start preaching, they'll look at me like. And then you just see them and then they get upset. And then all of a sudden they're just gone. Why? They've, it's a Christian that have allowed carnality to take over. There's three different Christians. You have a spiritual Christian. 
you have a natural Christian. Uh, sorry, not a Christian. You have three different people. You have a spiritual person, a natural person, and a carnal person. A spiritual person is a Christian that understands spiritual dynamics, that is spending time with God, where they can get filled. They understand spiritually discerning things, and they are spiritual. A natural person is somebody that is not saved, that is living in their Adamic nature, in their animal nature. They're not saved. We can understand that. But a carnal Christian is a dangerous Christian. Are you guys with me? A carnal Christian is a dangerous Christian. It is a, uh, it is a Christian that is a Christian, but they are not fulfilling spiritual dynamics. They are entertaining the flesh and they become anti-God. They become anti the things of the Spirit. They cannot receive the things of the Spirit. A carnal Christian is a dangerous Christian. Are you guys with me? Go to Ephesians 1 verse 19. Let's put it on. Ephesians 1 verse 19. And what is the exceeding greatness? Say with me, exceeding greatness of His power to us words, towards us. Meaning what is this exceeding greatness that of God's power that is working towards us? To us word, towards us. Who believe? Say with me, who believe? So how does energy begin to operate? Say faith. You have to understand the activator of faith to activate the anointing. The anointing doesn't come just when you lay hands or pray for somebody. No. You have to switch it on with faith. Are you guys with me? I know it's holiday. I know it's a... Actually, when, when, even this morning, we thought it was a small group and then we were... The normal numbers that we are, it's just because we were packed out with a conference. So we kind of like uh, used to that. So it, even though it is holiday, it is still actually, actually good numbers. So... So say with me, say with me, exceeding greatness to us words. Say towards us. Exceeding greatness of His power. That power must be switched on by faith. I'm, faith, we don't know how to explain it. You see, let's stand there. If I have to walk up to Kalelo, I can, and I, and I demonstrate this a lot, I can take his hand and I can just, Lord Jesus, just uh, pray for him. Or I pray for him, heal him. It's a weak prayer. Faith is, I know in me. And then I begin to imagine already what will happen with him the moment I touch him. Prophecy. How do I prophesy over somebody? I begin to imagine already the words that is coming out of my mouth before it gets there. I imagine what is happening in their life. I imagine if I take his hand, just give me an example, give me my hand, and, and he, he has a broken arm or something, I imagine I'm going to take this arm and begin to move it. But there's not an imagination, it is a knowing in me that I just know beyond a shadow of a doubt that this is going to happen. How does that come? Say with me the words. Say prayer. 
It is by spending time with God. Thanks. Where, where faith is put into you, the faith of God. This is not something that can be fabricated. It is not something that comes by positive confession. It is not something that comes by hope or optimism. It is faith is a knowing inside of you. It is a peace of God that is given to you. Mark eleven twenty two says, have the faith of God. When it says have the faith of God, it's actually speaking of the gift of faith. But let me leave that. It is a piece of God's faith in you. And that can only come by spending time with Him. And when we don't spend time with Him in, say with you, the right location, what happens? We don't get faith, we get lack of faith. We get unbelief. So now we get into a church and we're unbelieving. We don't believe that God can do this. We don't believe that God can bless us. We don't believe even when we worship. It all becomes motions, going through the motions. And we begin to get into a place of unbelief. And our relationship with God is dwindling and dwindling and getting worse and worse and worse. Are you guys with me? Put on the scripture. Where's the scripture, guys? And what is the exceeding greatness of His power towards us who believe? According, say with me, according. So He says there's a power that is exceedingly great that is given towards you, that is working towards you. But the measure of that power is determined by something. It is according to the, say with me, working of His mighty power according to the energy of His mighty power. Are you guys with me? Let, 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 let's go to, let me go to, uh, let, me, let me open it up. Ian, the Greek for you. Zeranosorum Let me, let, me, let me try to read this in the Greek so that you can understand. Because in the English, what we're reading is, exceeding greatness of His power towards us who work according to His mighty power. It doesn't make sense. Because it is in English. In the Greek, it reads like this. And what is the exceeding greatness? That is exceeding greatness. We don't have to go into that. Of His dunamis power. Say dunamis. Dine the power that I received at the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Dunamis, dynamite power. The exceeding greatness of His dynamite power. Which is according to the energy, say energy, of His iskaos. Say with me the mighty, iskaos. Iskaos is mighty, which means the muscles of God. According to the energy, the energy of the muscles of His kratos. Are you guys with me? Kratos, resurrection power. Dead raising power. The power of invincibility. The, the power that God used to form the earth. The power that Jesus used to raise Lazarus from the dead. The power that Jesus used to change weather and to stop storms against Him. It is Kratos power. So He says, 
there's an exceeding greatness of dunamis against, uh, coming towards you. That is according to the energeo of the muscles of his kratos. Which means that energy in you has the ability to stir up the kratos power. Kratos is the power that created this world and put it together. It is creative power. Are you guys with me? So say with me energy. Energy is what stirs that up. There are people who walked in a realm of energy. Enoch walked in such a realm. Have your seats. That the Bible says as he was walking, that suddenly he was not. For God took him. He was walking in such a realm of energy that he was no longer welcome or legal on this earth. He went from solid ice to gas to steam. Same, same element or same thing, different form. Are you guys with me? Changed by what? Energy. There was a guy called uh, Sundar Singh in India. A legend among Christians. He had incredible visions. Gave his life to Christ, I believe it was at the age 15. Fully to such a state where he stopped eating, stopped drinking. For many years it was believed even that he lived on air. That's a different thing. Let me not get into that. Okay. And, uh, but as he was going and everything was Christ, it was not New Age or Buddhism or anything like that. It was Christ or Hinduism. Sorry, it was Christ. And he would go to a place called Tibet. He would go minister there. And as he would minister or wash himself in the water, they would begin to stone him. This was the age of 20. And then he would walk back and he would minister to different towns. And... Eventually, it was his dream to go to Britain or to the United States or to Australia. And I think he went to one or two of them by the age of 30. And he was living a life of such sacrifice, having visions from the world of spirits to, when I say the world of spirits, I prefer that saying rather than the spirit world, uh, to what happens to, what happens to the point of death to what, to how heaven looks like and it is all recorded. And he became a saint in Christendom. But he, his dream was to get to, I think it was the UK, Australia or, or, or America. And the moment he put his feet there, he said, I fear for my life in these countries more than what I have in a country where they wanted to kill me. Because of how Christianity has been killed and modernized in the Western world. Walking in malls, seeing half-naked women. And he said he couldn't get wait to get back to where he was. And he moved in such energy, such power, that he was walking, he was about 40 years old, actually exact, 40 years old. And he walked back to Tibet and he disappeared. And they never seen him again. They believe he went into the mountains and if you go look on Wikipedia, you'll, say, you'll see he was born this date. And there was a question mark, there's a question mark at his death. They don't, they just, he just disappeared. 
Are you guys with me? And just before he did it, he wrote all his thoughts down in his books. There are people that walk in a realm of power simply because of their ability to meditate and be alone with God. Find a location of prayer. Are you guys with me? I, 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 I hope this stirs you up a bit. I don't know. I hope that it will make you hungry for a life that is consecrated. Once you spend time with God, you get into the world, you begin to realize how can people be in a place that is so filled with all this external stimuli that messes up your relationship with God. And then Christians in the Western world become so dull. They sit in church and they can't even pray. And then we as preachers must preach to them. Dear God, have mercy on us. <laughs> My dream is to preach in the, in the, in the, in the East, in, in, uh, in, in, a, in certain places. And, uh, and, and there you'll preach for six hours, seven hours. Here, you get stoned if you preach longer than an hour. And we call it Christianity. Do you, why do you think many preachers die? Many preachers leave? Many preachers want to give up? Because, number one, the church became familiar and lost honor. So there's no honor in the church anymore. So the gift on the minister cannot be drawn out. So because the gift cannot be drawn out, the anointing is not coming on him anymore. Now he's ministering out of the flesh. And because he's ministering out of the flesh, it's killing him more and more. But the moment you want to move in the spirit or the gift, you need honor. And now they say, but you are arrogant in South Africa. Or you are proud, arrogant. You think too much of yourself. Why do you want to be honored? We don't want to be honored. The gift has to be honored. It is God's prescribed manner for a gift to come out. It comes on the wave of honor. Are you guys with me? So the ministers in, you know, have seats, and the ministers in South Africa or maybe some other nations, they, they, there's no honor. Now the anointing doesn't come on them anymore. And they begin to backslide or they just don't want to do church. <laughs> I will rather stay small, but try to keep honor in the church, not caring who thinks what. The moment honor is stopped, the gifts are stopped. The anointing is stopped. Are you guys with me? A minister can pray and fast as much as you want, but if you're preaching to a wall, you're preaching to a wall. Hmm. Say with a location. Say it again, say location. So there's a location where God is found. Go Matthew 8 verse 1. Matthew 8 verse 1. I'm going to jump through this verse because this, I mean actually the whole chapter. I want to just explain to you this season of Jesus' life. Listen to this. When he had come down from the mountain. Say with me, come down. Not when he went up. When he came down. Which means that he just had a mountaintop experience. Are you guys with me? He went up and prayed. There's a place and a location that God has where you meet Him, where you get charged with power, filled up with power, 
And then you come down like a battery full of of power, charged with power. And you have the ability to release it. So what happened when he came down from the mountain? Verse 2, and behold, there came a leper to him. It says he came down from the mountain and great multitudes followed him. Verse 1. Stay with me, those who are on the thing. Great, say with me, great multitudes followed him because he came down from a place where he met God. Then he came down and a leper came and he healed the leper. After he healed the leper, he went and he, and the centurion came with his servants and he sent a word and healed him. From there he went to Peter's mother-in-law and he healed her. Are you guys with me? From there, people came and said they want to be with him. Then multitudes more followed him. And he was walking in a place. Then all of a sudden, he came to a place. And multitudes were thronging against him. And he slipped out and he said to his disciples, let's leave. Because why? I can feel the energy that I had has been sucked out. I need to get back to a place where I can get into prayer to be filled again. To be able to give out to people. Are you guys with me? If Jesus had to do it, how much more us? The Bible says he withdrew himself to a lonely, isolated place in the wilderness to pray. This life we are living is spiritual. Some of you spiritual. Matthew 17 verse 3, you don't have to read it, but Jesus was up on the mountaintop. Being with Peter, James, and John, and Moses and Elijah appeared in front of him. And they saw Jesus' glory. Saw him talking with Moses and Elijah. They could only see it on the mountaintop. There's a location. You may not experience God in your bedroom. Unless that is the place where, 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 where you, which you have dedicated unto Him. You may not experience God in a living room. But if you have a place which you have anointed and, you sp- and God knows when you are there, it's not like you're talking to others or spending time. When you're there, you're with Him. He will be there instantly. And when you are there, whether you are silent, whether you are worshiping, whether you are praying, you're getting charged up. Some might receive energy and charged up through worship. Others might receive energy and charged up through prayer. Whichever the means is, get filled. Are, are you guys with me? There are cities where you cannot find God. San Francisco, one of them. Not one great man of God has ever gone and do a crusade in San Francisco. They would skip that city. And it is the place where all the presidents go to worship Molech. Except Trump. Are you guys with me? (laughs) Um, That is the truth. Now they changed the location to Bilderberg. So, but it is a place where no, Benny Hinn, Catherine Kuhlman, no one, Amy Simple, they all passed that place by. Never did one crusade there. Because there's places where God can move and there's places where God just don't move. Then there's places like Krugersdorp. 
where we went in and it was tough. But now a portal is opened. When we, before we preached, before we planted church, we preached there in churches. It was satanic and dead. People would follow us, send us death threats. Are you guys with me? But there's places you just don't go. Don't be all Christian and think, oh, let me just, God is everywhere. God is not there. Build an altar for Him. Have a place for Him. Whether it is in your house, but a place where God knows that the moment you get there, you mean business. That the devil knows when you step into that place, that you mean business. Satan cannot read minds and he cannot perceive spiritual things. He can only see physical things and acts of faith that you're doing. If he knows that you're in your place of prayer, he thinks you're praying. Are you guys with me? But if he doesn't see you there, he knows you are weak. So listen, have you seen? So Jesus is up on the mountain, revealing his glory to Peter, James, and John. They see Moses and Elijah. They see, they see the Father speaking to him, the heavens opening. Jesus comes down from the mountain. The people ran towards him as he was walking down, beginning to salute him as he was walking down. And he found a young boy that had a spirit of epilepsy. And this spirit was throwing him into the fire, the father said, and throwing him into the water. Are you guys with me? Throwing him into the fire, throwing him into the water. And they said, your disciples could not cast out this demon. And he said, you faithless, perverse generation. He said, this spirit does not come out except by prayer and fasting. Meaning this level of demon needs a higher level of energy. And the level of energy that you are operating in, you're not going to be able to deal with it. It's going to deal with you. Are you guys with me? So Jesus come and he said, and the father said to Jesus, my, this spirit is throwing my son into the fire and into the water. And he said, I just came from the mountain where I met Moses and Elijah. Moses' name means this, from the water. Elijah's name, or Elijah is, is, is a symbol of fire. He's called a prophet of fire. Call down fire from heaven. So when Jesus was on the mountain, he had an encounter with Moses and Elijah. An encounter with God. And his energy levels got filled. His power levels got filled in the area of water and fire. So when he dealt with a spirit that had the problem with water and fire, he said, I have just encountered Moses and Elijah. I have just been filled in that area so I can deal with the spirits. Be in a location where God can meet you. Be in a place of prayer where these encounters, where keys can be given to you. Are you guys with me? Have your seats, have your seats. Say with me the location of God, energy of God. 
and said, uh-huh. So again, for those new ages that are coming up and the funny liberals, we are not endorsing new ages when we speak of energy. So please don't come on and say, you know, whatever, I don't know. I've got healing energy and all this nonsense. Please don't talk that. We're speaking about the power, the raw power of God. The anointing, which is energy. It's not energy in a new age crystal way, okay? Christ consciousness, God in me, nonsense. Energy of the universe, nonsense. These are things that Christians are getting into and every celebrity Christian is getting into it. It's the deception of the new age, of the new era. So you see these celebrities getting saved and they speak about God. And they speak about the power on the inside of them. But Christ is nowhere there. But they encountered God and they call themselves a Christian. But it's not Christ. It's a different God. It's a false God. As sincere as what their motives is, it's not God who they're serving. We serve a God who is in Christ. So when I speak of energy, I'm not endorsing energy of New Ageism. I'm speaking of the energy that is in the Bible. And I can go scripture after scripture after scripture. Have you seen men of God? They would be moving in an anointing. Pulling crowds, signs, wonders, and miracles would be there. And then suddenly, it's like the ministry just disappears. Because the law of sin and death is working. Let me, in fact, let me get the scripture. Are you guys with me? Go with me to, go with me to, uh, go with me to, to Ephesians chapter number 2 verse 1. And you he made alive who were dead, say with me dead, in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, According to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit, say with you, the spirit who now energeo, who now works in the sons of disobedience. There's an energy that works in the sons of disobedience, and there's an energy that works in the sons of God. Are you guys with me? Let's go on next verse. Let me just see what it says. No, that's fine. So say with me, the energy of sin and death. So why is it that you would see ministers and then all of a sudden it's like, they're just gone. Or their ministry just crash. It didn't happen suddenly. There was the law of sin and death that had its play because they entertained the energy of sin. Are you guys with me? They entertained the energy of sin. So that energy began to work in them. And the energy of God became less and less and less. And now flesh and hype has to be used. And now miracles becomes repetitive. For example, I can't really say that. It will be exposing someone. Um, Let's say God once blew as a wind into their service. Now every service they'll say, the wind is coming. <laughs> but you're like, okay, let's go on the emotions and people scream and then there's a wind somehow. 
it becomes repetitive now. It becomes motions. We had the building shaking once here. Imagine every Sunday I'm saying, the building is going to shake. Scream. No, we wait for the Spirit of God to do it. I'm not speaking of moving in a gift like prophecy that you can do over, over of healing that you can do. I'm speaking of a, of a sign, a wonder. We had the wind. When the building shook, the wind came in here. But it's by God. How can I fabricate that? And if I faked it, then we must be able to fake it again. Are you guys with me? Or the face of Jesus appearing in Krugersdorp on a photo. Now we have to, every service we have this gift on us, the face of Jesus is going to appear. Nonsense. It was a sovereign moment that cannot be repeated over by our own human means. But it was why? Because there was an energy level that was tapped into. Are you guys with me? Imagine the level of energy that Daniel had to be thrown into a lion's den. That the lions would look at him and say, we cannot eat him. Because he's fasting and praying so much. His form changed. Even if we bite, it'll go through him. He's no longer ice, he's now steam. Are you guys with me? That is what energy and the power of God can do for you. It'll change your form. That money will be attracted or favor will be attracted. Business doors will open or opportunities will be attracted to you. People will just be wanting to give you opportunity. That is why this whole thing where Christians can't make it in their workplace and job, it's a lot of nonsense. The more time you spend with God and in prayer, the more attractive you'll begin to be. The more successful you will be. Why? Because there'll be an energy about you that will attract people. Are you guys with me? Or things will just work out. So, have, have your seats. Are you guys with me? So, there's a law and an energy that is connected to sin. And there's a law and an energy that is connected to the anointing of the power of God. And the moment I begin to play around with sin, the power of God can't work in my life. Do you know, being a pastor, a minister, a prophet, but being a shepherd over people, you see all the different people. You see this one playing around with sin. Never get anywhere. And they are so stupid, dull-minded, ignorant, that they're just so blinded by the God of this age. They are a Christian, but blinded. And they just entertain with sin. And they are saved by the very grace, grace, grace of God. Hanging thin. The Bible says, if the righteous are barely saved. <laughs> How are these that are entertaining sin? I'm too scared of hell. Really, to be honest. Have these ministers, no, let's drink wine. We can't find a scripture where wine is. You know, let's, you, you, you're fighting along just one because you want to just have your pet sin. Why don't you say, you know what? I'm going to just give it up. I don't know if it is right or wrong. I'm going to give it up. It is not worth my eternal soul. Maybe we get to heaven and God really is legalistic. I'm just saying. 
you don't, we never know until we cross that border. We don't know. We can't be so certain and say, you know, I will make it. Yes, there's a surety of salvation through Jesus Christ. But we cannot say that I can play around with this thing and play around and I'll be fine. You're playing with eternity. When you're released from this body, you go into a place of consciousness and you're given another body. We cannot conceptualize eternity. Every sense is magnified. Every sense, smell, touch, sight, uh, uh, hearing, every sense is magnified. Every pain is magnified. Are, are you guys with me? And uh, everything is increased. To be in a state of incredible darkness. I had, uh, uh, I would maybe bring it next time, but I have a list of what atheists said on their deathbed. Probably about 30 atheists, famous atheists. The last words they said on their deathbed. And you would see the agony and the hopelessness and the darkness and how some would begin to confess Christ. Because the more they disappear from this life, getting closer to death, the energy level is changing. And they now begin to see the realm of the spirits. And then they realize they were wrong all the time. Unless you have experienced encounters with angels or encounters with demonic or with the spirit realm, you will never really fully. Yes, I know the Bible says believing is not seeing is not believing. But uh, and those who have not seen and believed is blessed. And I understand all of that. But there's just something if you have not had an experience with God where it goes beyond the, any form of doubt in your mind. It'll be very difficult for you to take Christianity serious. Because there'll be deception that'll come in all the time. Are you guys with me? Say with me energy. I know there's a lot of people that's watching right now. I want to ask those just, don't want to interrupt this one, but those who are on YouTube, just like the broadcast for us and subscribe because we're busy um, building that. And like I said, we have a full online church. We have a full online giving, full online church where we pastor this church, Krugersdorp, Cape Town, United States, but we also have a whole group of people that's even larger than this that is online. So some believers can have a thousand watts electricity. Others can have three-phase power. Others, it's just a small little wire system. And they short circuit out. When you move with them, they take offense. They get this thing in their heart. They get that in their heart. And you cannot move with them because they cannot be in a place of power. They cannot carry it. Are you guys with me? I don't know if the message is too hard. Go with me to Isaiah 40 verse 3. There's a place where you can bank prayer. Where you pray and you make prayer deposits. And you're building up energy to release somewhere else. And when I say energy, think in your mind power and anointing. I'm just using the correct biblical term energy. Are you guys with me? Is this Isaiah 40 verse 3? Um, no. Get me, what is it? Uh, 40 verse somewhere. 
Let me look for it. Sorry, when I put this message down, I didn't really check scriptures. I just remember them and put them in. Sorry, 40 verse 31. 40 verse 31. Say with me location. So how, what is the secret to when it comes to energy? Do I get it when I am committed to church? Do I get it? What is the secret to, to this thing called energy and how to get it? Jesus would withdrew himself to a place that is lonely, that he can get filled with God. But those who wait, say with me, who wait on the Lord, those who have the ability to sit in a quiet place and wait on him, shall recharge, renew their strength. They shall charge their life up like a battery. How do I do this? Go with me to Jude chapter number, uh, Jude verse number, uh, chapter number one, verse 20. Before we go on here, Jude 20. Uh, Jude, not Judges, Jude 20. But you, beloved, building yourselves up. The word building yourselves up means to charge yourself up. Are you guys with me? Like a battery, to build yourself up like an edifice, which is a large structural building. Build your charge up yourself on your most holy faith. So with me praying in the Holy Spirit. So how do I go back to Isaiah 40 verse 31? How do I wait on the Lord? I get into a place where I'm alone and I begin to pray in the Holy Ghost, charging my life up like a battery charging myself up with energy so that when I come out of that place of prayer, things and activities will begin to take place around me. Spiritual activities will abound around me. Because the moment he says, listen, have says, the Bible says, they shall renew their strength. Then, say with me, then, they shall mount up with wings like eagles. When will you mount up and rise up? When you are charged up with a, like a battery. When you have gone into the location where God is, waiting there and beginning to pray until energy comes. The moment energy comes, power comes, you shall mount up with wings like eagle. Next verse, say with me, with wings. It doesn't say like wings. Meaning the moment you get power, you get wings. To rise in the Spirit, to ascend in the Spirit. Are you guys with me? They shall run and not be weary. Meaning you shall run fast and not get tired. They shall walk and not faint. It will give you a physical strength and energy. Next verse. Uh, okay, that's it. That's it. Go back one verse back. Go one verse back. Say with you, they shall run. You shall have speed and haste. When energy and the anointing comes on you, you become somebody of speed. Are you guys with me? So how, where is this secret of energy? Say with me, uh, say with me the secret place. Jesus said, let me, let me go there. I believe it is in Matthew chapter number six, probably or seven. Um, seven verse or six. 
6 verse 18. No. No. Yeah, it is part, but I'm just looking for one part. You know, verse 6, verse 5, verse 5. And when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets, that they may be seen by men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their rewards. Next verse. But you, when you pray, say with you when, not if. When you pray, go into your room. And when you have shut your door behind you, say with me, shut. Meaning put yourself in a place of silence. Put yourself in a place where nobody can talk to you. Where no phone can bother you. Shut the door behind you. Pray to your Father who is in the secret place. Not who will come to the secret place. Who is there waiting for you. And your Father who sees in secrets will reward you openly. Are you guys with me? So, say with you the secret place. It's where I get charged up. Number two, say a mountaintop experience. There's a place of ascension where God is obsessed with high places. Where he said, Moses, come up to the mountain. Uh, Elijah, come up to the mountain. John, come up here that I will show you things to come. Jesus, going up to the mountain, coming to a lonely place. But when he came down from the mountain, miracles broke out. There's something about a mountaintop experience. Are you guys with me? That God would come to Moses and say, listen, God is talking to him, speaking to him, saying, I want you to come up to the mountain so that I can talk to you, but you are talking to me. Just say what you want to say. No, there's a place where my voice is reserved. There's a place which I have reserved for my instruction, for my assignment, for an encounter. It is not for God to encounter you amongst other people in the living room. Yeah, of course, here in a church, there's a place that is set apart, the church. He will encounter you in a place which you have set aside for Him. Are you guys with me? Where you can sit and instantly sense His presence. Instantly sense the glory of God. There's no praying. The moment you set a place aside for God, Wherever I go, whichever house we are, I always try to have a certain place where I can pray. Where I know if I sit there, God is there. I don't have to pray or work it up in the flesh. I can sit there and get a message. Are you guys with me? I can sit there and hear His voice with clarity. 
It is the location of God. This thing of energy levels is dangerous because it makes certain people more dangerous to others. It puts certain people in a place. Not because God has favorites per se, although He does have. But just to use the scripture where it says that, 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 that uh, you know, where people try to use it out of context, where the Bible says that God has no respect of person, that doesn't mean favorites. But just for those who are at a low level, want to use that God has favorites. But let's rather move it and say that there are some who has touched the presence and the glory. And they are conductors and carriers or capacitators of a glory and a presence. That if somebody comes against them, they are in danger. Are you guys with me? Simply because of the energy level. Why does the ark, if you see how the ark of the covenant is built, and I'm not going to get into this tonight, but how it is built, it has gold. In there, there was wood. And you see how certain materials is used. And when the priests carried the ark, they were set apart to carry it. It was given to holy priests to carry it on their shoulders. And when they would carry it on their shoulders, the ark would be able to be moved and no one is dying. But when David put the ark on a cart, which was wood, there was a mis-movement of electricity, if I can say it like that. So when Uzzah touched the ark, because the ark was not earthed, it, the power went through him. But when the priests was carrying it, they were earthing it. Because they were set in order and in place by God. It was the prescribed person to carry the presence that will not be electrocuted by the current of the presence of God. And if you look at the ark, it had a positive and a negative when it comes to current. It would bless some people and it would kill others. Some would get killed in the presence. Others would get blessed in the presence. The ark is in the midst of in the house of Obed, uh, Edom, Obed, Obed, Edom. And, 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 and everything in his house would get blessed. And then the ark would be by somebody else and everybody would get killed. There's electricity in this thing. If I can use that analogy. That is why the Bible says, touch not his anointed. And do his prophets no harm. And all oh, the people watching online hate that verse so much. They hate it because there's rebellion in their own hearts. They hate it because deep inside they know that's why they have nothing today. I'm really just being honest. May God preserve and protect us from coming against anyone that carries a current of the anointing of the Holy Ghost. You want to do a sure damage to your life or to ministry is to come against those who are anointed. Are you guys with me? And I'm not putting myself in that place. I'm speaking of those who are anointed. We have just seen calamity after calamity to those who do it. And yet they don't put one and one together. Say with you the electricity of heaven, the energy of heaven. 
get filled and get charged in your secret place. If you were sitting here this whole evening and you didn't hear one word I said, I feel so sorry for you that you didn't have the capacity to hear what I said. That it might have just went over your spirit. Maybe you heard, but you didn't understand. I pray that you understood and that it caught on to you. Never lose that faith or that part where you feel like, I understand, I'm excited about this. The moment you lose it, you now become a resistor instead of a carrier, a conductor. Gold is one of the strongest conductors. Is it called conductor? I believe so. Gold is one of the strongest carriers and conductors. That's why you would see they would use gold in certain communication devices. They would use a certain high quality gold in there because it's got, and for aerials and for communication, it's got the highest point of contact. Yet God said, I will make my ark gold. Because where his voice is, it is being conducted by gold. It carries it. Are you guys with me? Let's stand to our feet, wherever you are. And these days, we just wanted to, I mean, this, this uh, week or two of the conference, we just wanted to preach. We prayed for so many people. We laid hands on everyone. We'll get into prophecy from maybe next week in Sunday morning here. Just raise your hands to the Lord. Pray in the Spirit, pray in the Spirit. How do you get charged? Praying in the Holy Ghost. Father, I pray, may the presence and the power of the Holy Ghost saturate this place. May your energy of heaven rest upon your people. May they be conductors of the power of God. May they be conductors of the electricity of heaven, of the energy of heaven. May we be a vessel that can carry and transfer power to where it's needed. May you anoint their hands, anoint their feet, anoint their mouths. But more than over, may you more than, more, more than all, may you take us to a location where you live. Let this secret be put into them. To be in the secret place. To meet you there. To receive and be energized in that place. Say with me, say, Heavenly Father, fill my life with energy from heaven. 
with a fresh importation. Fresh importation. Fresh current of the anointing in the name of Jesus Christ. Let me become effective when I minister to people. Let the current of the anointing touch the lives of people. Cast out devils. Heal the sick. Move amongst people with compassion and miracles. In Jesus' mighty name. Father, may your glory rest upon them. Anoint your people that are here. Let this word sink deep into their spirits. Let the word of God rest deep into their spirits. From deep unto deep, let it carry substance. Let it not be stolen by spirit birds or by the enemy. That before it was even preached, it would be taken away. Let it fall on good soil. Let it be practiced. We give you all the honor, the praise, and the glory. In Jesus' name. Come, let's give a praise offering, church.